In a world where full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Movie Memories Podcast, hosted by myself, Michael, and Jeff. That's right. Michael and I are going to challenge each other each week to recall our favorite movies from memory. It won't be a movie we've seen recently, and we won't know the movie ahead of time. Then we'll go rewatch the movie, talk about parts that we missed, talk about our favorite parts, and maybe even talk about things that we didn't know beforehand. So sit back, relax, and see if you can rise to the challenge. It's another episode. It's another day, another episode, and we're back. Yeah. And um I just challenged you to a really recent episode or say a really recent episode. <laughs> a really recent movie. And so now it's your turn it to is. Uh, pick a movie. Yeah, so I got one for you. it's uh, exciting. I yeah. feel like I don't know, like we just talked about this where we had special guest episodes and and all these weird special episodes in between. So it'd been a while since we've been challenged. For some reason, it just feels like it's been a while since I've had to recall a movie, but I don't think it has. Uh, I mean, just, Sneed and I just did the guest episode, so. It's true, yeah. yeah. And then you did uh, Mrs. Doubtfire before that, I think. Yeah. 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 I don't know why yeah. it just feels like it, but maybe it's because it's been a minute since I've been alone, and <laughs> it's only me. <laughs> it's so I'm a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I got a quote. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't know if you'll get it. If you do get the movie from this quote, I'll be really impressed. Well, because uh, I, I don't have a good track record. <laughs> 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 I can use quotes all day long, but for some reason, if it's being told to me, I clearly I suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. That's like, yeah. That's a normal everyone. Quote. Yeah, everyone <laughs> yeah. says that, right? If you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. No. This quote is repeated at least one other time in the movie. At least one other time? Yes. Okay. I want to say it's three times, but I know at least three characters have said it. Three separate characters in the movie say three it? Three separate characters have said it, but one of them, I think, just recalls it for the other person. You put your mind to it, you can do anything? accomplish anything accomplish yeah. anything no it's just such a throwaway line that i yeah. never had noticed in the movie before and it's used like it's like prominent like it's a big quote it's not, but... a, it's not a back to the future is it it is <laughs> wait what <laughs> okay so you said that and yeah. i was like this is like just the first thing that came to my head was like, is that like a Doc Brown line or something like that? Or yeah, or something. He says it first. Okay. But I don't think he actually says it in the movie. See, Marty says it because he says Doc tells him that all the time. And oh. then at the very end, his dad says it to him. Like, the, <sighs> like very last scene. It's like, Marty, so, you know, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. That's the only thing that came to my head. Like it just, that's the only image was like, maybe Doc Brown says it. And then you said three separate characters. So I was like, 
Yeah, maybe like because they have to problem solve through the whole movie, they have to. Oh my gosh. Yep. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll try. This is, I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, and now I just need to like try to clear my head and start seeing it play out in my head. Um, but it's, it's not like it jumps or it doesn't jump around a lot. Cause once he goes back into time, mm-hmm. that's it. Like this there's no flashes to the future. Very, again. very linear when it comes to Marty. Right. Yeah. The only time there's a back and forth between the times is like maybe towards the end because you have to remember what you saw in the beginning of the movie, but that's it. Like nothing. If I, if I remember correctly, like once Marty goes back in time, he stays back in time. Yes. Yeah. And they never show like future doc Brown because technically doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) We start at the beginning. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to remember if the song is playing the uh, Hugh Lewis and the news song. Like not yet. Okay. Um, But does it start in Marty's room? No. Shit. (laughs) Try to think of the very beginning scene. Yeah. Think of uh, think Captain Hook for a moment. Oh. Maybe that probably didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> like the movie hook? No, 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 no. Oh. Just like, what's a common theme with him? Yeah, and alligator. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but like, I thought that was in Marty's mm, room. No, it's not. It's in the lab. Yes. Okay. In Doc because Brown's lab. It's Rube Goldberg. Yeah, there are tons of clocks. Yeah. And you just hear ticking. Yeah. And doesn't one go off, an alarm go off, and then it mm-hmm. sets off a Rube Goldberg yeah. machine, what, basically, what does that for do? making breakfast? Yes. Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like cracking eggs and toasting bread and all that mm-hmm. and making breakfast. Um, but I don't remember. All I can picture is Marty in bed. But <laughs> now I can't think of it. Oh, my gosh. I got I to gotta play it in my head. I know I can do this. I know I, I've seen I've seen Back to the Future so many times. I'm just trying. I'm trying to get it like the the movie rolling. Because the only thing I could think of is like when it pans to Marty and he's passed out. Um, That's actually a little later. That does happen though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that after they do the no? Because he goes straight back to the future. <laughs> Or he goes straight back to the past. <laughs> okay, but straight back to the future. <laughs> in the lab, the Rube Goldberg machines like cracking eggs, frying them, toasting bread, and it's thrown onto a plate. And Marty shows up to the lab. Yes. Okay. Um, and he's supposed to be meeting Doc Brown there. And yes. he's not there yet. And Correct. so Marty's just kind of like killing time. Hooks up his guitar mm-hmm. to the super giant speaker and yes. <laughs> cranks it all the way to the max and then rips a chord. And all of the dials, every single yeah, dial. Yeah, every dial and every knob, he cranks them all up to the maximum, stands in front of the speaker and hits a chord and it blasts him back. And blows, and blows his blows face out the off. speaker. <laughs> yeah, blasts him back like into the couch or something and 
I don't know what was going through his head when he did that. Like, I was yeah, just like, what do you think was going to happen? Watching, I was like, your ears are going to explode here. <laughs> I always, I always thought it was because he knew he was there alone. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm here. I'm in the lab. Doc's yeah. not here. He would never let me do this. So I'm going to do it type thing. Right. While I have the, while I have the chance. So he blows out the speaker, gets launched back into the couch or something. And, but now like trying to remember Doc shows up. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. So he says, uh, "Whoa, rock and roll!" And then uh, a loud ringing fills the garage. Sounds like a fire alarm. Yeah, it's just a telephone. So yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. So he picks up the phone. Do you remember what happens next? Is it Doc Brown? It is telling him to meet him at the Twin Pines uh, Mall at what eight thirty or something. It's like. 1 a.m. Oh, 1 15 a.m. Super late. Yeah. yeah super um, late. <clears throat> but he and tells him to meet him in the parking lot there. Yes. Um, to bring the video camera. Um, uh, sort of. Yeah. Sort he, of. He, he, uh, calls him again later to yeah. mention that. But, uh, at this time, like Marty asks him where he's been all week. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he hasn't been home. Okay. Okay. Does he, he doesn't mention the plutonium to him yet, does he? On the phone. No, but it is mentioned in the movie. So. Oh, on TV. Yeah, the TV. It's like some some news story about it. Yes. Um, Stolen from like a weapons lab or something from somewhere. Um, So this is where it's like fuzzy because I'm doing the Toy Story art. We should put a name on it. The Toy Story Paradox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Toy Story Paradox because like, all I can happen? picture is Marty asleep in bed. But is that at the very end? No. When he gets no, back I mean, and he rushes into his room and he falls asleep in his clothes? You're starting to think of the sequel, I believe. It's oh, like crap. there is a scene is that... where he does fall asleep. Yeah. That doesn't happen yet because that song needs to start playing and he needs to start going somewhere. Yeah, school. So he get he's on the phone, and then all of a sudden, uh, another alarm goes off. All the clocks go off at once. Yeah, and school. And Doc asks him about it. Yeah, he's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Oh, all the alarms are going off. It says it's eight o'clock." He's like, "Oh, he's my like, experiment oh. worked." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all exactly twenty five minutes behind. <laughs> yeah, he goes twenty five minutes behind. I'm gonna be late for school. So yeah. then. Marty runs out the door, gets on his uh, skateboard, skateboarding to school. I think at one point he grabs onto a car uh, to get through town. And this is where you pass through town. Um, He's holding on the back of a truck and it shows the um, like town hall or whatever, or the library, the clock tower that has the town and like town square and everything and Mm -hmm. skateboards around. Then he makes it to school. Um. I can't remember now, like I'm picturing like all the other critical stuff that happens later. Does he show him talking with Jennifer a little bit? Yeah. So there, I mean, between now and him actually going back, there's a ton of setup. Yeah. Okay. Cause there's like callbacks to it in the characters yes. and all that. So like the principal catches him trying to rush this uh, class and he's mm-hmm. late. And so he berates Marty saying like, you're a slacker. It's like you're a slacker. Yeah, just like your father. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. And when you watch this movie later, like if you've watched this multiple times, I always, uh, I eventually picked up on their 
or makeup jobs. Because, <laughs> like, uh, and, yeah. they're, they're, when he goes back into the past, like, they're all meant to look older. So, like, Doc Brown has old makeup on mm-hmm. for this time period, 1985, November 5th, yes. 1985. That's no, November 5th, 1955 is when he uh, remember. like, that's when he gets the idea for. Yes. Uh, time travel but it's october 25th, october okay okay or 26th i think actually yeah but it's 85 so they're all supposed to look 30 years older and so they have old makeup on the principal <laughs> they have old makeup on doc brown and yeah. when you look at it you can see like the latex is all crinkly on their necks and stuff <sighs> so that but, when he does go back to 55 they're all their actual actors ages yes. and yeah yeah george and uh, lorraine they have the makeup too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I think it's, I never really noticed it on Christopher Lloyd, like until like more recently in my life, uh, watching yeah. it back. I'd be like, oh yeah. my God, they actually did try to make him look older. They tried to make him look older. I thought he just looked the same. No, <laughs> yeah, I thought he did. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I thought too. Like when you first watch it and then if you just pay attention a little bit, maybe it's because like now when you watch it, it's in high def. Right. And so it's just a little more obvious. Yes. He couldn't get yeah. away with it. But anyway, I digress. Um, Marty makes it to school late. Yes. The principal principal. Oh, man. Uh, I can't remember his name. Starts um, with an S. Schrader. <laughs> Schrader. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Samsonite. No. Um. <laughs> Samsonite. What's that from? <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the name on the brief on the briefcase. Yeah, no, it's way off. No. Um uh it's Strickland. 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 That's right. Yes. But anyway, he berates Marty for being late. You're a slacker just like your father. You'll never amount to yourself if you don't apply yourself and or amount to anything unless you apply apply yourself. And he makes it to class? But he uh, sees Jennifer before he gets in there, right? He's like, I gotta go, or you're gonna get in trouble again, or something. They actually never see class. He actually goes to the gym. Do you remember uh, why? Um, Maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> the whole beginning of this movie is super fuzzy to me. Yeah, I know. It's it's always the beginning of this. Like, everything yeah. that happens in the past, it's like more easy, like more easy to remember. But the he goes beginning, to the he goes to the gym. I don't know to play a sport. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he does go to play, but it's uh, you know, he plays his guitar. Does he? Yeah, they're auditioning, oh. and. Uh, he and his band go up on stage yes. and they're called the Pinheads. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And they're not that good. He yeah, kind of they, like does the same thing that he does whenever he plays at the school later. He's just like wailing on the guitar and just ripping a solo. And the judge yeah, not, is actually Huey Lewis. Yeah. And he yeah, says, yeah. you're too damn loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though so they don't like it. No. And so, I'm trying to think, does does it cut to him going home? Mm-mm. Pretty sure. This there's more setup required for the past. So he goes outside with Jennifer. Yeah. And talks about the dance. 
though. Go, they they talk about well, a couple things happen while they're they outside. They go to a park bench. They they go mm-hmm. to a park bench in like the mm-hmm. town square. They're talking to each other. A dude comes up to him with a flyer and says, "Like save the clock tower, save it's the bell a, tower." A woman, but yes, a yeah. woman walks it's a, a, it's a, a flyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives a flyer to like save the clock tower, save the clock tower. It's like they're gonna tear it down. We need your donations or whatever, or yeah. sign the petition. Yes, to uh, protest them removing it. Um, there's a lot of there's a campaign van that drives past about reelecting a mayor. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Goldie Wilson. Yeah, Goldie Wilson. And um, the saving the clock tower, they're saying that he wants to tear it down because it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work anymore because it was struck by lightning 30 Correct. years ago or whatever um, at midnight. Yeah. And, and so the clock's stuck at the time that it struck 1205 yeah. or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the exact exact time. Uh, 1004. Yeah. 1004. Okay. 1004. Um, and they talk about something. Uh, you want to go to the lake? This weekend, and but initially their conversations about sending an audition tape, and Marty yeah. is like, "Oh, what if they reject me?" Blah blah blah, and then they yeah. do talk about the lake because he sees something on the back of a tow truck. A uh, truck. He sees yeah. this awesome Toyota Tacoma. Yeah, four I, by I, four. I'm pretty sure it's a Tacoma, but it's like a black one. Yes. Um, with like a roll cage and roll bars in the back and everything. It's lifted yeah, talking about taking Jennifer up to the the yeah. lake for the weekend. He's in like one day I'll have a truck like that, you know, and pick you up and yeah. Yeah. And then he goes home. Yeah. There, I mean, there are all the little things here. They talk about, uh, uh, does your mom know about her plans for tomorrow? And he's like, no, my mom thinks no, like girls don't do yeah. that. They don't chase guys, blah, blah, blah. Right setting up for how she's going to act in the past yeah totally contradicts that right right um, and yeah. and then they do go home yeah he uh he's on his skateboard and he yes. basically hangs on I the can't... cars all the yeah, way back. yeah on the way back and for some reason i feel like i know i glossed over another part but i'll just have to pick it up whenever i watch it but there's got to be a scene with him and Biff, mm-hmm. all, you know, in the beginning of this. I can't remember what he does That's as soon as he arrives home. Oh, oh, because oh yeah, Biff is there, um, giving his dad a hard time because his dad is his dad's the one that's washing or buffing his car, right? <laughs> no, uh, his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they they work the... together. Correct. Yeah, and Biff is getting. I don't know why he's already there or if he shows up after Marty, but I think if, Marty shows uh, up. Towed his car, uh, George's car, back to George's house because yep. he totaled it. Yep. Biff totaled the car because it has a blind spot and you never told yeah. me about it. <laughs> yeah. And he got into a wreck and he's mm-hmm. it, basically this is setting up. Um, this is a confrontation between Biff and Marty's dad. Uh, yeah. Gosh. Um. Marty, they're not, he's not a junior, is he? Is his dad named Marty? No, it's George. George, George. Oh, yeah, George. Um, <laughs> George McFly, his dad is a wimp, right? He's a pushover. Yes. Um, and Biff is clearly the bully who takes advantage of him. Like you said, like he he wrecked his car and he's making it sound like it's uh, George's fault. And so exactly. George has to pay for it and he's not paying for it. 
Yeah. And also, he, I think he says something about him completing something for him at work or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just. But yeah, but yeah. And I think Biff leaves and Marty kind of confronts George a little bit like. Why do you let him do that to you? And yeah, because of the car. Like he wanted yeah. to take he's like, Dad, in like that car. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I was supposed to have the car this weekend. We talked about this, and he's and <laughs> um, I just lost his the actor's name, um, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. He's just like, oh, sorry, son. Like, it's just what it is. It, the way he acts is I'm just not good at confrontation. Yeah, you know how it is. I just. Not good at confrontation and <laughs> and lorraine his wife uh like she's drinking a lot and <laughs> yeah she she's she, totally disengaged and obviously just you could just tell like they're not a couple that's in love anymore or neither one is happy with anything and yeah yeah so lorraine is making a cake yeah and she kind of drops it onto the table and it's for uh, her, his uncle Joey, that's getting out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, George, while they're at dinner, um, George is sitting there, like while he's eating dinner, just staring at the TV, watching TV, yeah. and laughing at it. And Lorraine tells the story about, "Did I ever tell you kids about how your father and I got together, or how I met your father?" And it was about how her dad hit him in the street. Um, and she and she's telling the story adoringly and like looking at him and then i think like the illusion breaks where she's like you know like she's like remembering this wonderful story she asks him a question do you remember what she asks george no it's like what were you ever doing in that oh yeah george (laughs) but he's not really paying attention right no he's he's like like, huh and then yeah, he looks back at the TV and starts laughing yeah, and, again. Yeah. And laughing again. And then she's kind of just ends the story. Yeah. Um, and then Marty goes, I uh, can't remember if there's much more to this, but I know he goes to bed. <laughs> and <laughs> he sets an alarm because like he has to go to sleep, but he has to wake up to go to the mo- or the uh, mall. Correct. This is that scene you were thinking of, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and sets the alarm, gets up. Rides a skateboard, arrives at the Twin Pine Malls. Yeah, Doc um, calls him, tells him to stop by his place on his, on the way to grab the camera because he forgot right. it. Oh, okay. And then he pulls up and there's Doc Brown. Um, and he's Chris, not Chris Elliott. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, what is my... No. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. I knew yeah. there was a Christopher. Uh, yeah, Christopher Lloyd, um, in old person makeup, trying to make him look older. Yeah, um, he's there with a his DeLorean and mm-hmm. like a truck, and yeah. um, he comes out out of the truck and starts telling Marty about it. Like I've done it, you know, I figured it out. Um, a time machine, like we're gonna we're gonna send. Oh, Einstein. Einstein, yes. <laughs> it's like, what's the dog's <laughs> name? We're gonna send Einstein back five minutes into the, or we're gonna send him forward five minutes in the future. Just one minute. Oh, one yeah. minute. Is it forward yeah. or backward? I don't remember, but forward, forward. Yeah. And he puts a, a clock in there. He has a watch himself. They're synchronized right now. He has the two watches or whatever. 
And he's like, if this works um, for us, it'll be instantaneous for Einstein or for Einstein. It'll be instantaneous for us. It'll be a minute later. Um, and the watches should be different. Yes. And he. Um, does it does he start recording already? Yeah. Uh, OK, yeah. So he's like, all right, video camera. And so Marty starts recording him and. And Doc explains what's happening and what he's planning on doing and how he's doing it. And the explains the flux capacitor. And uh, he said the key to it is the plutonium. One, two, six or whatever. That's running the car and running the flux capacitor. That's going to generate 1.21 gigawatts. Gigawatts. <laughs> yeah. Not gigawatts. Not gigawatts. Gigawatts. <laughs> gigawatts. <laughs> um, and I think it's 1.21. Um, it is yeah 1.21 gigawatts and and uh he sends einstein off and um he remote controls the car takes mm -hmm. it to the back of the parking lot drives it towards marty and him which is like <laughs> yeah a total gamble yeah it's like <laughs> it's gonna work marty, <laughs> yeah marty even starts to like step to the side he's like no 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 stay right here we're perfectly yeah, he, safe he just looks and, at him it's like yeah. what are you doing <laughs> and Einstein gets up to 88 miles per hour and then whoosh, uh, he yeah. disappears, flames burst onto the ground in the tire tracks and they're all super excited. Um, yeah. And one minute later, like, cause he says like, where's he at? And he's like, just hold on one second, looks at his watch and then boom, he pushes, I think he pushes him out of the way. Cause they were like, Oh crap. We're right where he should be yes. returning. <laughs> yes. And, uh, Einstein returns unharmed, still recording. He shows the watches to the camera and says, see, precisely one minute apart. And then as he's recording, he's like, oh, no, they've uh, Doc Brown's like, oh, no, they found me. And yes. Um, who who's found you? The Armenians, the Libyans, Libyans. Yes. Um, some guys in a van show up some terrorists and that's who he stole it from yes he's he i think he had them steal it and or something and but he, he never did. paid them he hired them to to steal it and with the promise of building them a bomb but he right he didn't he delivered right. a, a fake bomb yes and so they rush up i think he tells marty to go hide yeah um, he wants to draw their fire yeah yeah and so the van pulls up, they start yelling at him. And then from the distance, Marty sees Doc get shot. Mm -hmm. The Libyans shoot him. Yes. And so Marty runs to escape and he does so by hopping into the DeLorean. Yes. And he takes off. And I think he does. He does. He just bump the little time thing. And it uh, selects a date on accident. So you you skipped a few things okay oh basically doc is preparing to go back and he and does so by setting the date not not exactly oh close yeah. so he explains when he uh thought about the plex capacitor and he's like november 5th 1955 yeah. and then he Five. like looks off in the distance and thinks about it and yeah Oh. So he entered that date while explaining just, how it worked. Oh, okay. He, so yeah, he just happened to enter it. 
Yeah. And so it was already already set for it. Yes. And, and then I'll, yeah. Okay. Before that, he uh, Marty and him put on the radiation suits to put the yes. plutonium into the car. And like right before the Libyans show up, uh, Doc says, oh, of course, I need to put some plutonium in here to get back because I'll be stuck. Yes. <laughs> but he's uh, distracted because they're on their way. Right. Right. OK. Yeah. And then all of that transpires. Doc gets shot. Marty gets into the DeLorean, starts driving to just try and escape. Like he has no yeah. idea he's about to activate the machine. Um, and he's just driving, trying to get away. And then 88 miles an hour hits and boom, he mm -hmm. goes into the past into a farm field. Yes. Right? And he's still wearing his yellow suit, crashes into a barn, um, little kid and, uh, farmer so the whole family comes out opens up the door he steps out of the vehicle and um, yeah farmer peabody yes yeah. twin pines ranch yeah yes yeah yeah it freaks out the family um <laughs> and marty jumps back in the car and drives away yeah yeah, yeah. busts the, out the to escape because it's an alien and <laughs> oh that's right because <laughs> yeah. the kid comes out first right then he runs back inside and tell, gets his parents yeah the yeah. parents come out and uh, it's like, look, he's yeah, already changed he points, form because he takes his helmet off. It's yes. Like, it looks like a human now. Yeah. 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 Because he like pointed at his comic book and it was just some like guy in a suit that's almost just like it. Yes. And so Marty almost gets shot. So he hops back in the DeLorean, busts out of the farm and then proceeds to head into town. Um, and I think he hides. Doesn't he pass by the states where his family's house is being built? Uh, yeah, he gets to line he hides, estates. Yeah, um, the lion estates, um, but it's an empty, it's just a sign, and then yeah, some yeah. lots that are yeah. being cleared. And so he hides the DeLorean behind that mm -hmm. and covers it up with some branches and stuff like that. And then he heads into town, yeah, because the DeLorean no longer works, it's right, just not working. So he pushes it behind the billboard, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, and hides it. And then he starts, he walks into town and I think it just cuts to him arriving in the town square. Um, and everything's old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say old, it's in the past. <laughs> so everything is fresh and new. Like, yeah. So that's one thing old. I didn't mention that is like the town was kind of like beat down. There's like yeah. some graffiti businesses that were closed and stuff like downtown wasn't vibrant. It's at a all triple X theater. Yeah. 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 And so now everything is fresh and new and, you know, everybody's walking around the town. Um, the diner is open and all that stuff. And. Gosh, now I'm trying to think of. What happens next between here and like the next big thing. Um, does he immediately just try to track down doc brown that's his first thought yeah yes so he goes to a diner yes and asks for a coke or something like that or something yeah pepsi. Like, he says a pepsi free he's like what? yeah and he's like like what are you talking about kid yeah <laughs> and um he looks for a payphone or asks if he has a phone right yes he goes, he looks them up in the phone book. Yes. And there's some kids playing. Uh, nope. 
<laughs> that's a sequel <laughs> okay i was like i'm thinking of another movie because they mirror each other so much uh part one and part two because i yeah. mean they really do they kind of like it just happened in different times but they mirror yeah. each other he meets his younger or his future self or his son his um, son yeah uh, anyway um he looks up doc brown gets his address yeah. Then goes and Goldie's working in the shop, right? Cleaning up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and does he hear the name? Because does Biff come in? He does. And he yells, at, "Oh, because George is there." Yes. George is already there. Okay, I couldn't remember if the, uh, that happens later. Uh, and while Marty is there, Biff comes in, confronts George because he's like. McFly, I won't, does he say like I only got a B or something like that or a C on that paper and yells at him for it has to do with his homework. Yeah. Yeah. His homework. Yeah. And it's like or he says something like it's not going to do itself or, it's, you know, you said you were going to do it. And he's like, well, you know, Biff, like if you just did in he's like he knocks on his head. Right. Um, And hits him and like McFly, if I did it myself or whatever. Anyway, it's a confrontation. That's more of a that's more of a shtick in the next movie. Okay, the, I wasn't sure. The hit yeah. with the cane. Anybody home, okay. McFly? Yeah. Yeah. But Biff basically is berating McFly, or George, mm-hmm. who's a wimp and um is being bullied by him. And um Marty yells at him, right? No, he just leaves. Oh. I wasn't sure if he confronts him yet. Um yeah. They they just run out and they jump in the back of their car and that's when uh Goldie comes up to George. Yeah. She's like, why would you let him harass you like that? Yeah. 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 And George doesn't have an excuse. And does yeah. somebody say like I know he says it like mayor? Like that's an yeah, idea. He, he's like uh he talks about not letting anyone like push him around he's like yeah. i'm gonna do things later in life and then like marty's like yeah you're gonna be mayor oh yeah <laughs> he's oh, like mayor, mayor. <laughs> yeah mayor goldie oh yeah uh goldie wilson okay um yeah. they take off in their car their 1950s car and um does marty talk to george yet no okay okay so now marty goes and finds doc brown no <laughs> oh now I'm, I'm blanking on where it goes from here um so he doesn't talk to george yet so what do you think he does next like he doesn't i mean he doesn't go to school no right? he yeah follows george because he knows it's his dad yeah and he's just he actually, curious. He gets out. He runs outside okay. the diner and he says, wait, dad. I mean, George. D- oh, <laughs> yeah. And all of this. OK, I'm uh, just getting it out of order. Like, so he does follow him. And then the whole tree thing and yes. getting hit and yes, all that happens before he makes it to see Doc Brown. Yeah, okay. that's important. Yeah. Yeah. OK. He follows him. And does he keep following him? And then they eventually split up like he tries to talk to him and then. He follows him and then he turns around a corner and he doesn't see him and he's like, where'd he go? Yes. Okay. I was making sure like they weren't walking together Mm -hmm. if, and then. Yeah. Because George got on a bike. Oh, that's right. 
And so he does. Yeah, you're right. He comes around the corner, street corner um, in a residential area. And and George is nowhere to be seen. And then he hears some rustling or he sees like a branch fall or something. And he looks up and George is up in a tree with yeah. binoculars being a peeping Tom. Yep. Looking at Lorraine. Yeah. Um, through a window. And then he slips and falls out of the tree. And right before he can get hit by a car, Marty goes and saves his dad's life because he assumes he's going to yes. die. Um, he goes and saves his dad li- his dad's life, and, and so instead of George getting hit, Marty gets hit by the yeah. car, bumps his head, passes out. Yes. And George freaks out, takes off. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then the and, little comment uh, by his dad. Yeah, Lorraine comes out, uh, or, or uh, his dad gets out of the car and is like, or he yells for his wife, I don't remember her name, but he's like, I hit some kid in the street again or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a common occurrence. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, it's happened more it's than once. Kids. It's like, hit, hit another kid in the street again. <laughs> um, and so they bring him inside, take care of him. I think all of them run out and like Lorraine's mom says like Lorraine, like make sure and take care of him or something like that. And they do so. Uh, he wakes up in a bed in their house. Yep. Uh, not wearing clothes. And Lorraine's like s- staring at him, idolizing him. Yeah. Yeah. And- admiring him. And he freaks out a little bit and he's like, where are my clothes? It's like, oh, they're over there or something <laughs> like that. And she, she's already enamored with him because she say, like, I think they know that he saved somebody's life or she just happens to have a crush on him. I don't know. This, yeah. I- yeah, I think it's just that she just and initially has a crushes a crushes on him. Initially, he hears his mother's voice and he thinks he's just woken up from yeah. a nightmare. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like safe and sound in 1955. She's like 1955. <laughs> yeah, snaps awake. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. freaks out. Um, I think she leaves. He puts on his clothes, brings him downstairs. He has like dinner with them or something like that. Yeah. They feed him. He, she keeps calling him Calvin. Yeah. Oh, because it's on the back of his underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin like, Klein. Why do you keep calling yeah, me Calvin. That? <laughs> Calvin it's Klein. Your underwear. <laughs> and so he kind of just well, adopts that name, right? Uh, yeah. He's like, my friends call me Marty, but yeah, yeah. friends call me Marty. Exactly. Okay, Marty. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's enamored. Yeah. They have a meal. The dad like says, like, "What were you doing out in the middle of the street like that or something?" And and are you new to town? They just have a conversation. I don't remember if anything of consequence comes out of it. Yeah, the life preserver. Everyone keeps pointing it out. The the vest. Oh, are you in the Navy or something? Yeah. Like, uh, I assume so, because yeah, the life preserver, he has a puffy red, yes. like burnt red uh, vest on. Um, And then he goes to Doc Brown's? Yeah, he has the whole like conversation with them. He asks where John F. Kennedy drives, or not John F. Kennedy drives, but he asks where doc lives he gives him the address yeah and when the dad says where it is marty knows that area but he knows it as being john f kennedy drive oh because he he's like been. who's john f kennedy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um and so he goes there and i mean a lot happens here that but basically he has to convince doc brown of who he is and get him to believe that it actually occurred, that he invented time travel, that he, that this happened, that an attack happened. And he had the camera or the recording, right? 
Yes. Or they go they go get the DeLorean and get the camera. Yeah. Yeah. A lot happens here. Yeah, a lot happens here. But eventually, in order to convince him, one, showing him the DeLorean and two, they watch the tape and he sees himself get killed. Yes. Yeah. Well, he doesn't see himself get killed, but he hears uh, what it'll take to actually go back in time. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he sees that part of the. Oh, that's right. He doesn't know it until the end. Um, he sees that part of the video and he hears 1.21 gigawatts and he's like, wait a minute, what's that? 1.21 gigawatts? 1.21? And he freaks out. Yeah. He's like, there's no way we can generate that type of power. And he said, you'd need something like a bolt of lightning or something. And yep. And then ding. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, idea is like we could, if we could harness the power of a lightning. Yeah. Yes. So so Marty has this idea because he remembers earlier Jennifer when wrote her grandmother's number on the back of the flyer. flyer. Yes. And then yeah. Marty shows him the flyer and says like that bell tower or that clock tower was struck by lightning ex- at this exact time. Yes. Um, coming up. Yeah. And it's in one week. Yeah, yeah. In one week. And, and so if we can figure out how to harness that and take advantage of it, then we could potentially send you back. To the future back to the future <laughs> and so he tells him that um he needs does he notice the picture here now yeah because he says uh he mentions leaving yeah uh doc spice is like no 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 no. you have to stay here can't interfere yes, with anything else yeah. here because it might jeopardize your entire existence exactly and he says i think i might have already done that and he's like did you do anything before you came here <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells him what happened and great Scott. And <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know this is heavy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that comes up again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he does. He I can't remember because they noticed the picture before he sends them to school because they have to devise the plan. See it. Yeah. OK. He's like, Can I see that picture? Yeah. He's like, look, just, yeah, his head precisely. is gone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, as pre- precisely as I was just saying, like. Um, your future potential future is disappearing yes. um, because of what you just did. You know, you pushed your dad out of the way. So your parents never met. And so they never got together and that's how they were supposed to get together. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's not entirely gone yet. And so doc says that you're going to have to get your parents to fall in love, like get back together to fix this. Yep. Um, so it does immediately cut to them taking them to school. Uh, sure so, I can't remember if he says like um, if he tells them like I've re-enrolled you in school or something but Doc and Marty make it back to the school yes they're walking the halls they're trying to find George yeah mm-hmm. and basically Doc leaves them like he said I'll keep working on the problem you work on getting your father to get together with Lorraine yeah, and they find George, and he's got a large kick me note on the back of his. Yeah, shirt. and people are kicking him, and he's like, it's "Hey like, guys, what's that? That's hell? your father." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> and uh, and that's when Marty Strickland. explains that he explains to Doc how uh, he met uh, oh, Lorraine. Okay, and he's like, "It's the Florence Nightingale effect." Yeah, <laughs> yep. She had to take care of him, you know, you know, bring mm-hmm. him, nurse him back to health, and all that. So. So now he's got to figure out a different way to do it. And when he's getting kicked with the note on his back, I think Strickland comes up and rips the note off 
and berates yes. George just like he did Marty um, in the beginning of the movie. And then Marty comes up and starts talking to George and trying to get all buddy buddy with them. It's like, hey, George, like, good to see you. And and George really isn't having it. Yeah, I remember it, yeah. correctly. Kind of wants to be left alone. And this part of the movie is like a little fuzzy. It's yeah, that they approach Lorraine and Lorraine is like, Marty. And yeah, it completely ignores George. With him. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps talking to him and George slowly slinks off into the background. And but then he meets back up with them. And I'm just going to breeze through some of All these right, scenarios because because I can't remember. I am having a hard time kind of lining it all up, but the first attempt is for him to give him just romance, general romance advice, like lines to say to Lorraine. Cause George yeah. doesn't know. I think that's the first attempt. Like George doesn't know what to say, how to talk to girls and all that. So he writes down some lines that Marty gives him. Um, and then <laughs> George tries to talk to her at the diner. Okay. Um, yeah. And he walks up to Lorraine. She's at the, she's like, Oh, hi George. And, and Lorraine, you're my density. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're my destiny. And yeah, he's just not delivering it very well. And then he gets interrupted um, by Biff. Again. Yes. He right? demands, Biff yeah. demands money from George and he tells him, didn't I tell you not to come back not here? To come, yeah, yeah. He busts in and says like, didn't I tell you not to come in here? And um, he starts again he's bullying him and um and that's when marty this is where marty stands up for him um mm -hmm. and like he catches right before biff is about to hit george he catches his arm and biff turns around and does the same thing that they do in the sequel where like he stands up tall and towers over marty <laughs> <laughs> initially uh as biff is walking marty puts out his leg and trips oh biff. trips him oh yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right yeah. And that yeah, that exact thing happens. Yeah, because then he stands up from the ground and does that. Yeah. There's a a lot of people know about how they had to reshoot this with uh Michael J. Fox yeah. because a different actor played him. Yes. And for the, they almost like a full quarter of the movie they shot. Yeah. And the other actor is I think the same height as Biff. So I, I thought that to myself. I was like, they wouldn't have had that same effect. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so in the uh, it's so good because when Biff stands up, he fills part of the frame. Yeah, and the camera's behind him, and so Marty has to like. You can only he, see his he gets eyes. On his, yeah. yeah, his tippy toes kind of like expose his eyes over his shoulder. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like yeah, like why don't you pick on someone your own size type thing? And yeah, he's clearly not his size, but he's able to make a fool of Biff. Like he is able to escape. Um, gets outside and is able to run away, right? Like he takes a kid's scooter, uh, rips off the top of it and mm -hmm. makes a skateboard out of it and holds on to different cars and uh, gets Biff to wreck into uh, manure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He wrecks his car into manure, a manure truck, and it pours into his car. And Marty gets away. <laughs> and of course, 
Lorraine sees all of this and she's even more smitten with Marty. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, they're all like looking out the window. It's like, isn't he dreamy? And yeah, it's just and, a dream. <laughs> yeah. George is. Uh, down again, like it didn't work. Yeah. And does he, I think it jumps maybe in between the attempts to get George to get with Lorraine. Um, There's a creepy moment when Lorraine, like somebody asks about him, about Marty, and Lorraine just says, they ask like, where is he from? And Lorraine's just like, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's so creepy. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, but he's mine. Yeah. <laughs> so the next scene, he's back with Doc. Okay, that's what I was, was going to say. I know there's some uh, back and forth between basically yes. him checking in with Doc because Doc's working on the plan. He's working on George. Uh, Doc shows him a model. He's like, it's not to scale. Uh, but it's a, but it's a perfect like layout of everything. <laughs> yeah, he's like, God, Doc, this is impressive. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he basically says we're gonna connect a uh, conduit from the clock tower down to the street and across the street. Mm -hmm. uh, connect this little hook tether to the back of the DeLorean, and what you're gonna do is at the exact precise time you're gonna drive eighty hit eighty eight and. When the lightning strikes, the power will be conducted into the DeLorean and you should be sent back to the future. Yes. And um, he does a little test thing with a little yeah. wind-up car and the yeah. car catches fire. <laughs> yeah, they get a like, car battery. and Yeah, he's like, are you sure this is going to work? Yeah. Because <laughs> <And, yeah. laughs> it's and, on fire and it goes all the yeah, way to yeah. the end of the room. And, yeah, and into <gasps> the, yeah, into the <laughs> trash can and it catches fire. He... <laughs> uses an extinguisher and puts it out and, and then he asks him how it went with his father and he said not so good and they look at the picture and even more of it's gone so and, he kind of fibs he says it's all right and then uh, as soon as he says that knock on the garage door who was it is it george it was lorraine because she said oh, she would lorraine. find him <laughs> yeah. oh yeah 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 and does she, she doesn't ask him to the dance does she she does here okay it's, so it's yeah, weird she, She's like the asking seat. him to ask her to the dance, sort of. Yeah, yeah. But that's the whole thing is he ends up getting asked by his mother to go to the under the sea dance. Yes. Where where George and his mother are supposed to share their first kiss. Yes. So um, Marty in a panic because I can't remember how much happens in between here, but it basically this sets up the final attempt um, where J Marty convinces George like, oh, no, no, she wants you to um take her to the dance and like she she told me so or whatever but you just gotta prove to her so they devise this plan where he's gonna show up and rest he's gonna act like a jerk to lorraine and he's yes. gonna show up and rescue lorraine from marty you know a fake scene and then she's gonna be smitten with him and, and be mm -hmm. super grateful and they're gonna go to the dance together he sees his mother as being very innocent and yes. just not ever wanting to do that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I can't remember. It maybe cuts to Doc, you know, in the town setting up everything, but then also to the night of the dance um, where Marty and Lorraine 
you know, they pull up to the dance, they park here for a minute and he's like, all right, well, you want to go inside or we can park here for a minute. And, um, eventually very uncomfortably because Marty knows that's his mother and he's trying to avoid all, uh, intimacy with her, but she's not having it because she really wants Marty. And so she eventually kisses him. Yeah. So like they're in there and she, she has a bottle of liquor that she stole. Oh yeah. I'm like a grandmother or whatever. Starts drinking it and he's acting like the parent. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? What What are you doing? Stop that. (laughs) And then she like starts smoking. Yeah. Put that out. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the roles were reversed for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. But then she does, she, she kisses him and then she stops abruptly and backs away from him. She goes, Oh my gosh. Like, I can't explain it, but kissing you is like kissing my brother. And, uh, <laughs> and she was like, this is wrong. Like she realizes it's wrong. And then a door opens and Marty thinks it should be George, but really it's Biff who pulls yep. Marty out. Um, but he's got his cronies with them. And, and he says something here to Marty that made me giggle a little bit. I can, I can remember He's like, he cost me $300 in damages to my car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wish. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Except $300 then is probably like $3,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but he he hits him, and then he gives him over to his cronies and says, like, take him out back, take care of him, whatever, or go rough him up. Yeah, because so he notices they, Lorraine's in the car. He didn't yep. notice her at first. Yeah, he's like, and she tries to get out and is like, you stay right there. And yep. he's like, this Biff, ain't no peep show. Get out of here. Yeah. And so they drag Marty off to like behind the school and Biff enters the car with Lorraine. Yes. And so what happens is I think it shows the Marty part first where they take him around back. They punch him and everything and then they throw him into the trunk of a car. Yes. And when they slam the trunk down. Uh, the band gets out of the car for the dance. Yeah, yeah. They're all smoking, you know, yeah. adults, and they're like, "You guys got a problem here?" And um, and then all those guys run scared. Yes. And Marty's banging on the trunk, and he's like, "Help me, help and help!" And and it's then like, I think the keys. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "They're in here," and so then they get a screwdriver and they try to open up the trunk. And the guitar player cuts his hand when he gets the trunk open. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marty's like, great, thank you guys so much. And he runs off because he's running back to Lorraine. And yeah. Meanwhile, George shows up to the car thinking that he's about to pull Marty off of Lorraine. But he opens the door and says, hey, you get your hands off of her and <laughs> and Biff turns around and to George's surprise and Biff gets out of the car. She tries to get out. Oh, that's when he like pushes her back into the car. And, um, oh yeah. George tries to hit Biff. Biff grabs his arm, twists it. And that's when Lorraine tries to help uh george and he pushes her back into the car and george sees this and he gets his sudden burst of courage 
she, he pushes her onto the ground and yeah, oh, that's okay. when. Yeah. And he sees her and he's like, what am I doing? So he balls up a fist and turns around and nails Biff and knocks him out. Yeah. One punch. And, yep. and Marty comes around the corner just in time to witness this. And he sees that uh, George reaches his hand down to bring to pick up Lorraine says, are you okay? And, and then they walk together into the dance mm-hmm. and, um, but he thinks everything's hunky dory, but they, the picture still isn't back to normal. Sort so, of. Right. That's, he realizes that the future isn't sealed until George kisses. Yeah, Lorraine. exactly. It's like, yeah, he's, and, got to go one step further yeah like you said a band member cut his hand yeah so he can't play yeah he can't play he's like what are you guys doing you gotta go back in there you gotta play yeah you gotta play you gotta you gotta get them dancing they so if they dance then they kiss and if they kiss everything's gonna be okay and you're like i can't play and play and see my hand unless you know somebody who can play guitar and so then it cuts to marty on stage playing along um trying to watch them in the crowd and yeah. uh and it cuts back to doc at one point cuz he's continuing to get the experiment set up and um a police officer tries to stop him at one point he's like hey this, what do you got this totally there? happened earlier i, I wasn't oh, saying anything yeah yeah oh yeah, well, i wasn't sure when it cuts back yeah. and forth to it but all the while doc's been setting up the experiment um, the wires and all that police try to stop him for a second. He's like, Oh, it's a special weather experience or experiment um, <laughs> experience <laughs> experience. Yeah. <laughs> and he lets him go about his business. Um, so, so back when, when the- he's uh, doing that, Marty is in the diner and Lou's diner and he's oh. writing something to doc. Oh, okay. Well, way yeah. before the dance. Okay. Yeah. Before the yeah, dance. Yeah. So he yes. writes a note to, to oh, Doc. Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to mention it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to mention the. I was going to mention the note probably whenever it. Uh, whenever it's a <laughs> consequence of the very end. Is, but. but yeah. So yeah, Marty is writing a letter, and that the contents of that letter basically say, "Hey, at this date, at this time, you know, this is going to happen. You're going to die. Yeah. Um. And so please, like, do whatever you need to do to save yourself. So. Um, he doesn't give it to him yet. So back at the dance, Marty's playing guitar and he's starting to feel a little faint because Lorraine and George are dancing, but then some dude butts in and starts dancing with Lorraine and he's on the ground and she's saying, George and Marty's fading the pic. The rest of the picture is fading. Marty's hand is fading. And so he's having a hard time playing Seems so weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the guy it is weird. grabs her. <laughs> yeah, he just grabs her and starts twirling her around. And like but maybe he's drunk, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the high schooler. I mean, um, Biff, Biff was. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All very rapey. Um, oh, very rapey. So then, George still has the same courage. He gets up and he pushes the guy to the ground, <laughs> straight to the then, ground. <laughs> yeah, he just pushes him and he's right to the ground. And then he grabs Lorraine and kisses her. And yep. as soon as he does, everything's back. The full picture comes back. His hand comes back. He's able to keep playing. And the song ends and they're all cheering on the band. And they're like, let's play one more. And he's like, 
what do you want to play? And yeah, because he was going to get off the stage, and then uh, yeah. Marvin is like, no, 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 yeah, do, do one more, <laughs> yeah. And he says, all right, um, try and try and keep up. We're going to be playing in this, and we'll keep an eye on the switches. And and so he starts to play some rock and roll, Johnny Be Good, um, yeah. and it's great and everyone's dancing and everything. And the guy <laughs> on the backstage that the guitarist that hurt yeah, his hand, Marvin calls, Barry. Yeah. Marvin <laughs> Barry. Yeah. He calls his uh, friend, Chuck Barry. Yeah. Or his cousin. cousin. <laughs> He's like, it's your cousin, Marvin Barry. Listen, you know, that sound you were looking for. I think this is it. And he puts yeah. the phone up to listen the, to this. And yeah, because yeah, yeah, Chuck exactly. Barry's, you know, the one that, yeah. Um, and he plays and he shreds and he launches into a solo and goes crazy and everyone stops playing around him and the crowd stops and they just stare at him. And Marty's like, I guess you guys aren't ready for this yet, <laughs> but your kids are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he realizes what time it is and he bolts. Mm -hmm. um, he makes it down to the square as the storm is rolling in just in yeah, time. He he says a few little things to his parents before he leaves, but Oh yeah. yeah. Cause he sees him in the stairwell as he's like rushing out Yeah, and he looks at them too. They're holding hands and he's like, Oh, he's like, yeah, whatever happens. Like, thank you so much. And then he said, you know, you guys make a really nice couple or whatever. And he said, you know, if you have any kids in the future, if one of them accidentally sets fire to their living room carpet, <laughs> go easy on them. Yeah. <laughs> and as he leaves, Lorraine's like, Marty, that's a nice name or something like that. Cause obviously she's going to name her kid because she had this experience. <laughs> yeah. Time travel paradoxes are like so much fun. Um, so he makes it to dock downtown. The storm is rolling in. It's getting a little crazy. And so Marty tries to give him the letter and he's like, what is this? And it's like, it's nothing like just, just promise you, pr promise me you'll read it. And Doc is like, I can't know anything about my future. Like, no, you can't. And he rips up the letter. Yeah. Um, and throws it into the air, which I don't know how he got the pieces back. He actually didn't throw it. It oh, was still in his does. hand. It was oh, still okay. in his hand because I was looking for that. Like, he doesn't do that. He's still holding on to it when yeah. Marty says, well, fine, I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you. And then lightning hits a tree. Yes. Right? And, and splits then, yeah. the tree, which falls onto the cable that's connecting the clock tower to the apparatus across the street. <gasps> yeah. <Doc's> every time. <gasps> Christopher Lloyd, every time. Yeah. yeah. The music's going. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Marty gets into the car because he's like, you got to go get in position and be ready to mm -hmm. go. And Doc is like, okay, I got to go fix this. So Doc um he tries to fix it he yanks on it he plugs it back in but in yanking on it he unplugs it from the top yeah and, from the street yeah yeah and so he's like oh there's another problem so he climbs up on the clock tower um yeah yeah he does that first and well marty oh okay yeah. i wasn't sure if that was first okay that he goes first. to the clock tower first where it's detached gets it reconnected and Marty, meanwhile, is taking the DeLorean down to the end of the street and getting ready. And then the car kicks off. Um, and 
he's trying to get it to start, trying to get it to start. And Doc is realizing, oh, and me plugging it in here at the top, it unplugged it at the bottom. So he takes his coat off or his belt or something and slings it over the cable. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, waiting for him to do that. He just uses, he has gloves on his hands. And he, he just, just uses, uses his hands. hands. Yeah, oh. that's it. Oh, I swear. I thought, I, oh, anyway. He doubles over the um, the wire and puts it onto the minute hand. Yeah. And yeah. Then he make just sure it, grabs it with yeah. both hands and, and then zips down. down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he zips down, which clearly would have melted his hands off. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he zips back down to the bottom. He's trying to reconnect it. They're they're barely just not connecting. Meanwhile, Marty is getting the car started like he hits his head on the steering wheel and then it starts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he kicks it into gear because like the clock is going, the alarm's going off. He has to go now. He shifting through the gears, charging up, almost hitting 88. And just at that moment, <laughs> lightning strikes. Doc is still holding on to the cables and just barely gets them connected. Yeah. Gets electrocuted. Totally dies. And no. Yeah, yeah totally <laughs> dies. And Marty hits it at the right moment and gets, and then the car disappears and blazes. Um, yes. Tires. Yeah. And yeah, there's a brief little moment right before that um, where Doc, he goes ahead and sets the time. So it's like oh, a yeah. minute he has a right preset. after he left. Yes. Yeah. He's like, so you'll come back like as if you never left. Yeah. And uh, when he's in the car before he starts it. Wait, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, he changes it to a day before or two hours before. Okay, 10 minutes before. Yeah. And so um, that happens. Um, uh, Doc runs out into the street cheering like, yeah, we did it. He's so excited. And then Marty is back into dumps, dumpville. Yes. Um, I don't even remember the name of the town. It's some. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. I didn't even say it this whole episode, but he makes it back, back to the future. Now, 10 minutes before and the car is not working, so he can't drive it there or he's afraid of being seen or something. So he takes the skateboard back to twin, um, twin pines. Yeah, right? the, the car won't start because yeah, as soon as he comes back, he realizes there's nothing left. The yeah, the, the lightning got just, no energy and all that. Yeah. yeah, and earlier on though, there's a thing, and I can't remember when he hit that tree or ran it over, but he did. Uh, because when he comes back to the future, it's not called Twin Pines. It's, it's kind of it's called Lone Pine. Pine. Lone Pine. Mm-hmm. because he ran yeah. it over at some point, whether the first time he went back in the past or something. The first time, yeah. yeah. He runs over one of the pines, and yeah. <laughs> Peabody's like, you killed my pine! Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> yeah. killed my pine. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. So, because the DeLorean doesn't start, he has to run to the mall. Okay, I wasn't sure if he yeah. had a skateboard or not. Okay, so he runs to the mall, he gets there just in time to see Doc get shot, mm-hmm. and hear Marty go, no! And see Marty get into the DeLorean and go into the past, which is, yeah. again, this is one of the best time travel movies ever made because of the loop that they yes. create. And so it all buttons up, but it's just watching it and seeing stuff like that. You're just like, man, time travel is so trippy. Yeah. Um, but he runs down to doc and he's crying and 
and he think he thinks he's died. And then as Marty's looking off in the distance, Doc sits up. He wakes up, sits up, and Marty's like, I don't understand. And Doc opens up his suit and it's he's got a whole future vest on. Space time continuum. Yeah. yeah, he's like, what about all that stuff? And he's like, well, I just figured, what the hell? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out the note that he taped back together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that's the end of it. Marty runs home. This is the part I'm thinking of. Runs home, sneaks back into his room because it's real late and passes out in his clothes in his bed. And he wakes up and he's still in his clothes, but things have changed. And everyone looks the same still, but Lorraine like asks Marty, like, what'd you do? Sleep in your clothes last night? He's like, um, his brother is in a suit. His sister is like dressed up. No? It's true. Yeah, I'm just thinking okay. about the the scene, the fact that they're he's like he's wearing a suit. His yeah. sister's dressed up real nice, yeah. but they're still living at home with yeah. parents. <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> and he's like, "What do you What do you wear a suit for?" And he's like, "What are you talking about, Marty? I always wear a suit when I go into the office." And and George and Lorraine, they're being flirty and loving each other. And so Marty's like a little just like I don't understand what's going on. And, um, and then eventually someone asks him about the weekend plans and he's like, no, remember I, those are canceled because of the car. And yeah. he's like, what about the car? He's like, yeah. you know, the car is wrecked. That everyone uses, including. Yeah. yeah. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean like... the car? And, and they run out there or George opens a door and says like, Hey Biff. And Biff's out there buffing the car. Yeah. And he's like, now Biff. Make sure I want two coats of wax on there. You, you, you're, you're not shorting me or whatever, Biff. And he's like, no, no, of course. Uh, uh, I'll put the second coat on right now, Mr. McFly. And, um, and Marty, again, is just kind of like dumbfounded. And then Biff runs into the house with a box saying, hey, a package has shown up. And it's the first copies of George's book. And... It's about a spaceman because at one point I didn't mention this. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. One of the ways that Marty tries to convince him to go out with Lorraine is to kind of like scare him into it by showing up and acting uh, like a spaceman and playing Van Halen in his ears and yeah, and uh, telling him he was Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, all this just turns out to be like uh, Jennifer shows up and um, asks him, like, is everything going to be OK? And he looks back at his family, who's all happy and his parents who are together. And he's like, yeah, I think it is because he opens the does he open up the garage to the truck? And that's when Jennifer comes to him. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, I guess she'd been waiting outside the whole time yeah <laughs> and i can't remember why he went to the truck because like he was under the assumption he'd be in that car and they Biff all thought hands that. him oh Biff yeah hands him keys oh yeah. yeah he's like hey marty uh got the truck all ready for your your weekend trip to the lake and the truck and he opens up the garage and it's that yeah. that uh four by four and then yeah jennifer shows up and she asks him if everything's okay and he's like yeah i think it is because he looks back and he sees his parents who are embracing each other looking out at him um, do they kiss or something? 
They're and just they're just looking at him and then they turn around and go back in. No, I mean Marty and Jennifer. Uh, I believe so because yeah. as soon as that happens, do you remember? Yeah, as soon as that. Oh yeah, they're about to kiss and then yeah, you hear the sound of it. And <laughs> the DeLorean peels into the the driveway and uh, um. Doc gets out in futuristic wear and he's like, Marty, Marty, we, we've got to go. Uh, we, we have to go to the future and, and fix uh, your um, fix something. And, and, and Marty's like, what is it, Doc? Like, we turn out to be assholes or something. <laughs> and he's like, no, Marty, it's your kids. It's your kids, <laughs> your Marty. Your kids are assholes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he starts putting trash into uh this fuel thing for the flux capacitor they hop in because jennifer needs to come along because it's their kids and uh the delorean backs out and he's about to take off and marty says hey doc you're gonna have to back up there's not enough road and doc puts his glasses down and says where we're going roads where we're going we don't need roads and yeah then he levitates off the ground takes off gone could go back in time <laughs> yeah Not a Hugh lewis theme plays that actually starts playing uh that that's the song that wakes him up that's what uh, i thought yeah okay that song yeah that's i just was picturing that scene earlier when he wakes up with his first alarm but yeah. it was yeah, it was at the end but yeah. yeah and then that's it they take off boom 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 yeah. Back to the future. See, like everything after the beginning. <laughs> I know. Like, that's the thing. I was, I was trying to play it in my head and I can see them arriving at the high school. I can see yes. like that stuff. But the beginning and I could see the guitar in front of the big speaker in the Rube Goldberg. But I could not remember beyond him showing up late to high school. Like I, I could not remember any of that. That Rube Goldberg, like. At least two other movies do that. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and uh, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They yeah. both take a take that and run with it. Um, so Rube, uh, Rube Goldberg was a cartoonist. Huh? Yeah, back in the day. And that's what that all came from, which I had no idea. I just knew I knew what it meant, which is kind of impressive that it's like so ingrained into our culture that we know what it is without even knowing the origin. But he was an engineer that became a cartoonist and he would draw these comic strips that depicted overly complicated machines that did a simple task. <laughs> and he would draw them as if they were like actual engineering schematics with little like figure one, you know, this is how this machine works. And it would just be something to, you know, Turn do something real switch. simple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Yeah, back to the future. <laughs> you did it. I did it. I was You went back uh, to the future. <laughs> yeah, I was trying so hard because I knew I know this movie so well that I was trying to rack my brain so hard to get all of the details in there, but yeah, and then realized that I kind of forgot some of the stuff. <laughs> I probably watch this like once a year. Yeah. This is one of those movies you kind of have to like it's, yeah. it feels like it's oh yeah. i gotta i gotta watch this <laughs> yeah i mean because it i mean it really is a it is a perfect movie uh when you look at it like it's a perfect time travel movie it's it's funny it's 
everything's good about it. I don't know about anyone in the this current generation, like uh, after millennials, the um, but if you're a millennial, they basically watch this and Indiana Jones and Star Wars. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that's the the yeah. movies that just played all the time on played TV. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want. I mean, like my parents watched it all the time. We chose it as a movie night movie a bunch, and I just kept watching it. And I, I sometimes will just make it the plan to watch all three not like right in a row but like yes each each night you know type thing yeah because i even like the third one i know nobody really likes the third one but i like the third one it still like wraps things up that yeah it does nobody really thought about yeah yeah it's good but the second one really is just like I, i it's not my favorite but just like star wars where empire they're like you know it's a much better movie just because mm-hmm. of the gravity of it and the good guys don't win in the end and all that like the second one really is the better it is. movie but yeah it's not yeah. my favorite yeah so. yeah yeah was not too bad i don't think <laughs> yeah so this this movie you couldn't really skip anything because it's incredibly dense with plot yeah no this movie is really heavy whoa this is heavy there's that word again, heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And we're back. In time. No. <laughs> Go back in time. Uh, I don't like Hugh Lewis in the news. I don't understand you. So, no. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like him at all. Like any of their songs, there's something about his voice and like the, just the music. It just seems like... It's like if nowadays, it's just, I have this analogy for it. It's like if we asked an AI to make music, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like just typed in like generic white soft rock and it would just pump out with Huey Lewis. (laughs) Yeah. No, I just like the nostalgia of him. I don't listen to any other songs other than the popular Power of Love. That's really it. That's the power of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. So unfortunately, he's in this, and this movie (laughs) saved uh, saved their career. Oh, did it? Yeah. I remember it was something I was listening to, but um, basically, like they weren't getting anywhere. They weren't very popular, but they got this gig to do the "Back in Time" song for the movie, and it took off. Like, you know, the movie was wildly popular and then the song took off and they built a whole album off of it. And it re it actually like allowed their career to happen. Kind of crazy. Huh. Yeah. Without Back to the Future, Hugh Lewis news wouldn't be a thing. Yeah, but anyway, I, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I did go watch the movie and it was, of course, I mean, it's always good. It really doesn't get old. It doesn't. Yeah, because like the jokes are still funny and the acting's still good, and it's it moves along fast enough. Like you don't really get bored watching it. It's good. It's, it's good. It's Plus, just, just like the amount of things that happen. That's yeah. it's not fluff. There's like there's hardly any fluff in the film. It's true. I'd say maybe it's the true. only fluff because when you were recalling it to me like when you were talking about it i was thinking about it the scene when he actually like plays johnny b good 
Yeah. It's like, sure. That's fluff. That's fluff, but it's yeah. a good fluff. It's good. fluff. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it, I don't know. It just gives you a little bit into his character. Like, yeah, he's a rock and roll eighties kid. Yeah. yeah. And it just happened to work for the sequel. <laughs> right. He's, he's playing that and other things are happening. Right. Um, um, so a couple things that I, I mean, we already talked about a couple of things that I glossed over um, and missed, like um, when he writes the letter while Doc is getting the cable ready. Yes. And then hands it to him before he, because he, I had it in my head that he left for the dance from somewhere else, but he left from there. Yeah. 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 To go pick up He hands it to him and, well, he puts it in his jacket. Yes. When he's yeah. he's bribing the officer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He slides the letter into his jacket to leave it for him. And then it's not until the end, instead of Marty trying to hand it to him, like I was saying, it's he realizes it's in his pocket. Yeah. It's like, what and is this? Marty, yeah, he tries to yell at him. Um, yeah. But just in that. So at the very beginning of the movie, I was just paying a little more attention to it because I was like, you know, this is the part that was kind of fuzzy in my brain. The Goldberg machine. Yeah, it's is meant to kind of show uh, a few things because it, as it pans and follows the path of the Rube Goldberg machine, it also shows a few details for, uh, for the story that there's a newspaper clipping in a frame about mm-hmm. his house burning down and that right. his estate is bankrupt and like he had family money. And that's why he um, lives in the garage. Yeah. So I yeah. lives in the garage and then um, that's where the TV kicks on because the machine turns the TV on and the news is talking about the plutonium. Um, the dog food is overflowing in his bowl. So it opens up a can of dog food for uh, Einstein and dumps it out and it's overflowing. So it's just to show you like they haven't been home and there were... A couple other things like right after Rube Goldberg machine, when Marty first comes in, he puts a skateboard down and like kicks it to, I guess, tuck it under the bed and it hits the plutonium case. Yeah. So during that whole pan of the Rube Goldberg following the path and then Marty follows his feet, putting the skateboard down and then kicking it, it stops at the plutonium and then it shows Marty. So you kind of see everything. It tells them that there was plutonium stolen and there it is. (laughs) So. But it was still there, and yet, well, I guess Doc could have come. It might have just been the case that uh, he stole it in where it came from. Right, he put it in something else. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, So, um, the other thing I noticed because once you gave me that little bit of clue, and then I remembered the guitar blaring, and um, we kind of you filled in the gaps with him being late to school. um, Was Biff does in this movie. He does knock on his head. Yeah. Well, I wasn't Uh, paying attention. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, When uh, in the diner and later the second time he's in the diner. Uh So like when he confronts him and says like, what about my homework? And, you know, if you don't get it to me fast enough, I have to write it in my handwriting. He hits on his head. Hello, that wouldn't be very smart, would it? And then he did it later. Same thing. Knocks on his head. I was taking notes a lot in the beginning up until um, the scene when he actually meets up with 
doc. So I was yeah. probably just looking uh, at the notes. Just, yeah. <laughs> and <'Cause>, yeah, <laughs> I did. I kind of forgot this is directed by Robert uh, Zemeckis. Yeah, and, I was uh, just looking at that because I was thinking about how well he did the opening scene. Yeah, and I was like, he did not have many movies before this. No, I, I knew that in my head. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, he had that it's, much like, you know, before this movie and directed pretty well and shot pretty well. And yeah, yeah overall, yeah. like we were talking about, uh, you know, the amount of stuff that he had to cover, you know, yeah. in the movie. So, yeah, he had to tell that story. So it really wasn't too bad. Um, also, I wrote down that all the malls look the same. <laughs> uh, like they look the same as they do now. And it's yeah. just kind of funny to watch because when he pulls up to the mall and there's like a JC Penny and there's like a strip mall behind him in the distance, I was like, this could be right now. This yes, could be a scene from could. today. I saw, yeah, um, I saw the JC Penny and I was like, it looks like every mall I've ever been to. Yeah, exactly. The mall, like the, the facade, everything was just all the same. And I was like, this is crazy. Like malls haven't changed. I guess they haven't really needed to, but. Yeah, malls haven't changed. Mm -mm. I forgot to mention the just like little tidbits and of the movie, the out of time, out of time license plate, on the license plate. Yeah, yeah, on the the DeLorean. Um, and I didn't mention it before, but I love DeLoreans. Like obviously, ever since this movie, but I love the look of a DeLorean. Yeah, it's a cool car. Did you ever see the the trailer, the teaser trailer for this? No. It's just, it's literally just uh, Michael J. Fox strolling up to a DeLorean, but it's all close-ups. So you just see his feet, you see yeah. his hand like opening the door and it opens the same way. And then you see all these little like circuits, lights and yeah. some wires and flux capacitor. And then like somebody off screen, a woman says like, how far are you going? And he's yeah. like. He he lifts his glasses like his shades, and he's like about uh -huh. thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's, yeah, yeah. It's on IMDb. That's the teaser. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even from the movie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you mentioned that like the about thirty years. So originally, Doc was planning before he got intercepted by the Libyans. He was said that he was going to go forward, uh, like twenty five years or something like that, or twenty years. I think it was um, 30. Uh, the first one was different. And then at the end of the movie, when he takes off, he asks him, so how far forward are you going? And he says, I figured 30 years. It's a good round number. But yeah, he says it, that sounds like a good round number, but it, it was distinctly different. I just didn't write down what the first number was, but he said. Oh, yeah, I know it was 25. The first one was 25. Then he said 30 because I did write this down. Uh, he mentions, which this kind of lines up for the next movie. He's like, plus, I'll be able to see who wins the next 25 World Series. Which hmm. is kind of whenever he first is about to take off for the future when they're in the mall parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's the whole like that, the sports almanac thing. and Right. And he keeps going back to like he goes to 2015 because it's 1985. Yeah, he does go 30. That's the number he says at the end, but in the beginning, yeah. and the only reason I mention is because I think maybe that was purposeful because he went back in time 30 years. So now he's saying he's going to go, going to go forward 30 years. 
He's like, that's a good round number. And another thing that I noticed, um, like these are all just little tidbits that I just forgot that were funny and stuff like that about the movie. So like when he uh, is remote controlling the DeLorean and he's about to send it back for the first time, and he said, if everything goes correctly, you're going to see some serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts to rev up the engine. So it's those little things that are pretty funny in the movie. It's um, little things in life you treasure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hill Valley is the name of the town. Yes. Yes. I know they said it and it, it just. I, I mean, they say it a bunch and the there's like yeah. signs and everything for it. But yeah, Hill Valley. Hill the Hill Valley, Valley clock. The mm-hmm. Hill Valley High School. Hill Valley's on the sign for him to walk into town. Um, and one other thing I noticed was, and it's, I don't know how they did it because I watched really closely and I always remember this when Marty gets hit by the car and hits his head. It like it looks like he really hits his head on solid ground. I don't see. Usually when they do that, they have like the cushion things like right. where they just paint the floor to look like it. Yeah. It doesn't look like it bounces. And it doesn't look like there's a pad on the back of his head. But when you see his head snap, like it does like the normal. I just fell to the ground and snapped my head. I don't know if he actually did hit his head. If they did like a hard fall. <laughs> but every time I see that and yeah. the soft thud it makes, it's like, oh, God, that's got to hurt. Anyway. Maybe they had like a cushion glued to the back of his head or something. I was going to say they had to have something um, like right there or just because that he was laying on the footage doesn't look sped up either. So I don't know, but ouch or reversed it. Maybe. Uh, I don't know how possible. they would have. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, all right, I need you to bounce your head and then we're going to yank you up. <laughs> could have worked. It could have worked. Um, Other than that, like, so getting through the beginning part, once we kind of got through that, for the most part, I got the movie right. <laughs> Not too yeah, bad. <laughs> the, yeah, just that beginning. That was, a, that was really the hard part. Yeah. And even like towards the dance, like the order of, um, you know, Biff having his guys haul him off and throw him in the trunk. Like it mm-hmm. literally does happen where it cuts back to Biff getting into the car um, it cuts back to Marty, them getting him out of the car, and then Marty running to seeing, yeah, um, yeah so seeing the whole thing. The the so parts pretty... that you couldn't remember are the parts that I never think about. <laughs> yeah, especially the yeah. the scene where he uh, says, "I am Darth Vader." From yeah, Planet yeah, Vulcan. <laughs> because when I he first tries to. Yeah, when he messes up and gets rejected, essentially, at the diner, he keeps chasing after him. And and he's like, there's nothing you or anyone on this planet can do to convince me otherwise about going and trying to get Lorraine. And yeah, yeah, then he does that. See, but I could picture the scene like like I said, I knew it was Van Halen that he threw in there. So he put in Van Halen in the tape and blasted it in his ears. He did not grab his ears Really, I mean, like he didn't take off. Yeah, he didn't reach up and be like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, what is this? <laughs> I know they didn't. Well, yeah, no, they they would have had headphones in '55, just maybe not like that, but yeah, they had like headphones. That, but yeah, massive yeah. ones. Yeah, big um, ones. Yeah, yeah. 
And then we get uh, part two and three. I know. And (laughs) like, it does make me want to watch it, especially after us talking about it. And two, it really does like all the conflict almost mirrors, except for when they make it to the future where Biff has ripped off the almanac um, or the, or the 85 um, Mm -hmm. the past where Biff was able to do that. But uh, yeah, like the conflict, they just have all the same lines, but that's what makes the series of movies so good is because all this recall where even characters in the future or characters in the past along the same lineage, they all have same tendencies they put in the same scenarios and traits and all that just makes the audience be able to i feel like absorb the movie absorb the time travel yes yeah yeah i was thinking about that too and uh i'm not sure if he's in the first one but you you ever notice billy zane oh i was gonna uh, i was gonna (laughs) write it down but then i was i just said it to myself because every time i see billy zane after watching zoolander (laughs) <laughs> I always say like the line to myself, like you should listen to your friend, Billy Zane. That's a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I see him, I'm like, that's Billy Zane. Apparently cool he, uh, he auditioned for the part of Biff. Isn't <laughs> and there I some guess, uh, audition tape? Yeah, there is. Out there? Yeah. yeah. Him doing that. I guess they just wanted to keep him in it. So he was one of yeah. the, the goons. Yeah, He's at he least in the first two. Biff. I don't know if he's in the last one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think in the first two, they have the whole same crew back. Yes. And the 55 version, that guy wearing like the 3D glasses is wearing glasses in the in the second movie. Yes. Too. Like yeah, they're all, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just so good about them. It's like this such a good movie. Good string of movies. I think Back to the Future gets thrown on uh, like top 10 perfect movie lists. And it also gets thrown on like the best trilogies lists like all the time hmm. just it's always up there which I is impressive totally, yeah i totally agree yeah which is impressive everything uh spielberg touched at the time was turning to gold <laughs> everything <laughs> that light touches it's <laughs> our kingdom but yeah i didn't write a, i didn't write anything else down about it and i didn't notice anything else that i missed entirely i don't think yeah, i know uh, no, they would just be like just all the dialogue. Unless you recited the dialogue word for word, that'd be the only other yeah. thing you could have done. No. Um, yeah. yeah it's a good movie. Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. But right before this he did Romancing the Stone. And that was like the other oh, yeah. big With, movie um, he did. Uh Michael Douglas. Michael and, Douglas uh, and what's her name? Kathleen Turner. Yeah, I think yeah. it's Kathleen yeah. Turner. Yeah. I remember that movie. I couldn't recall it, but I remember. <laughs> I remember I just watching remember it. She's a romance novelist, and yeah, she ends up stranded in like the same kind of setting as one of her books. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's bad. Yeah, know. and Dang when I saw Robert Zemeckis, <laughs> like now all I know Robert Zemeckis really has is like he's now the animation guy, the hyper realistic animation uh, director that, that ends up being. Not. That ends up, yeah, because the <laughs> can't get over the uncanny valley. Nope. Like he just pushes it too far. That's um, just too much for me. Every like Chrissy loves Polar Express, and I I love the story. That's it. 
that's all I can do. I think it's like, yeah. I don't like it otherwise. If they remade it and made it cartoony, not cartoony and changing the subject and the lines, like literally if they just reanimated it. Yes. It would be great. I could do that. Yeah, I could do yeah. that movie. If they because I that. think it, uh, like it's one of my favorites for the, the story and all that stuff. Like, I just like it. But you're right. That movie... Uh, the uh, the Scrooge the movie, Scrooge one that he did, and all that, like, yeah, it's just not he good. did. Uh, I think that sort of craze for him to want to do that probably started with Who Framed Roger Rabbit because he did that movie, yeah. like right after this one. Yeah, but he also wasn't it Zemeckis that did um, uh, did, Forrest uh, Gump, Beowulf, and Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like just thinking of like Forrest the animation. Gump. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm just I was just saying in general like you go from Forrest Gump in this movie where like you said it's it's like you have to be able to tell all this stuff Forrest Gump is mm-hmm. like an odyssey you know but and then you go into those animation movies just and he did man. contact I didn't realize he did contact did he do contact yeah oh. and what lies beneath I know I knew he did castaway yeah and that, I knew castaway and then right after that was Polar Express, Beowulf, and Christmas Carol. <laughs> like maybe right in a row. Maybe I'm gonna watch Castaway tonight after dinner, even though it's a heavy movie. I think we I mentioned this maybe like ten episodes ago that I was just thinking of dramas that I haven't watched mm-hmm. in a while. Castaway is a good movie. It is a good movie. It's I want to say movie. <laughs> my feeling about that is when I first watched it, it was very heavy because just the yeah. idea of that. Yeah. freaked me out and, and it's done really well it's done really yeah. well but like when you watch it again i feel like i didn't really pay attention to this the first time i watched it but all of the uh-huh. little things all the little details that he puts in it like he kind of did the same thing with back to the future like just yeah. all the little stuff oh yeah i noticed Mint- it more the second time i watched castaway yeah there were i noticed while i was watching this i just didn't write it down but um there are a bunch of little tiny details that kind of make sure that you realize realize you're in the setting. So like mm-hmm. there's a Korean war memorial or Korean conflict. It says in the middle of town square that Marty walks by. There's just some little, little tiny things that just kind of make sure that they solidify the, the, you know, they don't accidentally forget something that makes yeah. you think, Oh, that's not something from 1955. Like, the details yeah. are there, but he doesn't draw much attention to it at first. Like you think it's right. just part of the background and then yeah. it comes up later. Like that. Yeah. Like um, something as simple as Marty trying to open up his Pepsi. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was, it was a, not a twist off, but all of them were twist offs, you know? And so he didn't know to just pop the cap. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Anyway. It's a great movie. I, I loved it. It was an awesome pick. And I enjoyed rewatching. Yeah. It. it was great. That's another thing. Like he's on the skateboard in the beginning and you just think it's part of his character and deities because, you know, skateboards. Yeah. And then that becomes like a big part of like him in the past <laughs> actually getting yeah. away from Biff. Yeah. Like yeah. Little things. I wish. Yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't it wouldn't line up with the right actual timeline, but like when he you know he because he went to the past it affected something in the future like goldie was mayor because he went to the past it's like those time paradox things where you think of it's like 
it already happened. You know that his adventure was successful because these things already happened. Marty suggested that Goldie could be mayor. He gets the idea for being mayor. Therefore, he is mayor in 85. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking the same thing, like when he hands the skateboard back to the kid to be like, that's the kid that launches skateboarding. <laughs> it makes it mainstream, <laughs> that type of thing. Like, um, it, it doesn't line up, but I always thought that I was like, that'd been kind of cool. It's like skateboards weren't around until this dude ripped off the top of the scooter and gave it to looking, the little kid. Looking back at his movies, you know, he does the same thing in Forrest Gump. The guy in the smiley face oh, yeah. and the shit happens. <laughs> yeah. It happens. You know, it what? happens. <laughs> yeah. 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 All those, all these little things, you're right. Yeah. It's just, just adds to the, again, it just makes it easy to like digest the time travel part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't technically have anything else for the movie. Did you? You have anything else? No, no, you wrapped it up pretty well. Thank you. Um, well, then that's the end of this episode. If you would like to get in contact with us, please do so at movie memory podcast at gmail.com. Also, please go like, share, and follow us on social media. I think it will really help us continue to grow this podcast. We're on Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. We share all sorts of stuff, teasers for upcoming episodes, quizzes. Um, We try to get everybody engaged, so go follow us. And other than that, uh, after watching this and watching a time travel movie, it always makes me think about my future. You ever worry that you're going to turn out some different way in 30 years? This concerns her, too. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? We become assholes or something? No, 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 Marty. Both you and Jennifer turn out fine. It's your kids, Marty. 